Welcome back to Creative Chit Chat. I'm Ryan McLeod and this is episode number 29. So this week on the podcast we've got the guys from CarterCon. So that's Nathan, Shafiq and Gary. And we did, I suppose it's kind of like a round table, but it was the four of us um, around one microphone just chatting about how they got started. Um, it came from a, a sort of conversation or a series of conversations that were had in a, a store that a couple of them used to work in about building their own brand and, and sort of starting to sell clothes and filling a gap in the in the market in, in Dundee and, and finding a need for that as well. And then moving on to curating this, amazing shop front that they've done which is if you haven't been it's across from a DCA and I highly recommend you go in just to, to have a look around to have a chat to the guys they're so open and welcoming and the whole ethos behind it is for it not to feel an intimidating space that like you go in for a, a nice shopping experience and a social experience where you can go in and have a chat about trainers about clothes about anything and I think they've they've created the space really beautifully. They've curated a lot of the products um, and the range they have in there is all really high quality um, and really worth a look. Um, so we, we talk all about that and we also talk about this fostering this culture of independent stores and creating that culture in Dundee where you can maybe go out for an afternoon and you grab a coffee, you buy some records, you look at some clothes... And there are certain destinations, there's places around the city that you would go to do that and it's sort of how do we then foster a culture to encourage that um, and take things forward, which, I mean, I'd love to see that that build and build over the next sort of months and years to come. Um, but before we, we dive in, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a lot to say this week. Um, really just a thanks to the people who have already bought the merchandise. Um, yeah, there's... The little bit of income that that generates really helps a lot. Um, it helps me sustain this and continue to produce great content, chatting to amazing people that are working in and around Dundee. So if you would like to support the podcast and you have got something out of it and you want to give back in a little way, then you can go to cccdundee forward slash store and then we have badges, got prints and we've got mini quote books. Um, but you don't have to necessarily support it by using money. You can do it on Twitter and on Instagram by sharing, by telling your friends, and just spreading the word about the podcast. And the more people it reaches, the more benefit it can have. Um, so yeah, that's the big goal for me is to try and grow the audience and yeah, spread these stories um, of all these creative people as much as I can. Um, and that's it. So let's dive into the podcast. This is episode number twenty nine. And this is with Carcon. Um, but we met all in Dundee. Mm-hmm. And I think that although we were all from different places, it was the fact that we all had a common interest to a level of like an understanding. It wasn't because you meet people every day that you can have common interests with. But I think with the three of us, when we kind of got together on a level of like, you get it. And you get it, and you, I get it. We don't need to explain it so intense. Whatever we're trying to express, we don't have to explain it so intensely for each other. It's kind to of bring someone up to scratch. Yeah, it was almost like he was already at the level where my thinking was. Mm. So it was quite a natural thing where, where we met and how 
the idea came about to do any of it. That understanding at the same time as also wanting to do something of your own. Yeah. And those kind of intersecting at the same time yeah. and finding out, I want to do something, but I don't know, I don't know this. It just happens to know I know this guy and he can do that and he plugs perfectly into that. and Because we met when we started working together in the same... In another store, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the same store. And so that's how, and that's how yeah. I met Gary as well. Gary was a customer there and we started becoming really friendly just, and it was all based on like him coming looking at certain brands or certain products and and then it was like talking about trainers because I think that's how we originally oh, yeah. connected was like because we were both geeking out about trainers and, and stuff like that and thank goodness that's gone now yeah <laughs> and we've grown we've grown out of we it geek as well other stuff yeah totally <laughs> and it's kind of started from then and both of us I think realizing we've kind of built in a short space of time we've built a good almost a little friendship before it became like real friends mm. just from him coming in the shop and me working on the shop floor and there was a lot of that time where he wasn't into buying anything but just to talk and we enjoyed each other's company that much that it was like because it was so easy to talk to each other because we totally got each other you mm. know yeah. there was no need to pussyfoot around anything or, or feel like if you're geeking out about a certain shoe or whatever that you'd be embarrassed about it. It was like it was. It's more of like a social gathering rather than that's a, it. a shopping. A experience. shop, yeah, well, exactly. Honestly, also, for me, about roughly about the time that this started was round about when the kind of recession was hitting as well. And I was a self-employed joiner, and I had kids, so I wasn't able to go in the store and spend <laughs> all the time. And then that's when I kind of thought, you know, why don't we do something ourselves? You know. Yeah, we still, we kind of toyed around with the idea of wanting to. Um, yeah, we we liked certain streetwear brands, etc. This was this was me and Gary just chatting, mm-hmm. and then we were like, "Oh, well." Gary said to me, "Have you ever thought of starting your own thing, your own brand, and your own graphics and your own t-shirts?" And because there was a lot out there that we liked, but there was a lot out there that we would like to change as well. You know, that we were like, "We like that, but I wouldn't do that, or I wouldn't do that, or I wouldn't," you know, so. Gary was the one that came to me with the idea that kind of put it into my head. And I was like, actually, yeah, I've never really thought about it. But yeah, I suppose, why not? How hard could it be, you know? Just, <laughs> just graphics on a t-shirt or whatever, you know? And um, Why isn't everyone doing Yeah, exactly. That? Yeah. Like, well, why have I not thought about this? <laughs> and then that's when it started, the conversations between me and Gary started getting way more like, we are going to make this brand you know and we obviously realized yeah we we can make a brand and design graphics on t-shirts or have ideas well not design because neither of us come from a design background it was more just like we have ideas and we needed someone that can fill the gap of actually designing something or putting what we had in our heads you know together in a design or as a graphic or whatever and at the time nathan just started working where I was working as well right. and around the, around the same time and we started having loads of the similar kind of chats that I was having with Gary we were kind of geeking about trainers and music and although our music tastes were different or although our, the trainers that we were into were different we found a common like no but you totally get what I'm talking about as well and then <laughs> and I said to Gary 
well, we'll need a graphic designer. And Gary was like, yeah, yeah I'll so have a look. One of the most, mm-hmm. When I sat and thought about that, I said to him, the most expensive thing will be a graphic designer. Yeah. And then he said, I'll just speak to Nathan. Yeah. So I was saying, who the fuck's Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just went from there and then... Introduced yeah. Nathan and Gary. And that was it. And then that was it, really. It was just like... I think the first night we met, it was, it was in my little tiny flat mm. room. Yeah. Plugging the laptop into the telly and yeah, because I you know didn't really know what we were doing. Honestly, just like, I want to do something. Very, <laughs> yeah, it was very much um, like I say when when the recession hit, and you know I was worried about because I was self-employed. I was worried trying to make money, trying to make a wage, all the bills, and even though there were, this was just an idea, it was something for me to switch off. You know, go home from, from stress, yeah, yeah. switch off. I think that's it as well. Really I think just it's to take my mind off stuff as well. It's skipping when we're going through that process of well, it's sitting down for the first time and realizing actually, right, we all know we want to do something, and now we've got to figure out what is it what to it do. Is. We can't yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Don't just want to slap something on mm. something. And, yeah. Oh, they'll all go. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we as we've as the brand's gone on before we before we got to this point where we've got the store, it's finding out. I mean, the bit that I like now is. Is burying the kind of cultural references into into the designs that we put out on the on the tees or, or or whatever else we do, and almost almost teaching almost teaching the guys that buy it that there's a story behind the reference on on the artwork or something like that, and it's not just it's not just our name in a nice in a nice font, and we've just slapped it on the slapped it on the t-shirt. It's it's bringing them into the culture that we all we all shared yeah. and kind of kind of introducing it to other people by taking it putting a twist on it and and issuing it out as our as our own thing because we get because we have guy we got guys of all ages buying buying our own stuff and it's some guys like it because it's got our name on but I kind of like it because they buy it and they go away and they don't really know what they're wearing it's like you've kind of snuck something yeah. onto them and they'll go home and. Yeah, Dad's yeah. clocked onto it. And, Why are you wearing a... Well, the last time we did was a, was a Blue Note Records. The Blue Note Records, the, kind of... We did a little kind of bootleg, record, yeah. We kind of did a bootleg kind of graphic on it. Just to... It was more to tell the story, really. Like like Nathan said, it was it was more to have the cultural references and, and, all our, and all the designs or the graphics or the things we put out. Not just on T-shirts, but just, just our, the entire message that we put out there. Uh, there is always kind of... It's... What, who we are, and what Cartocon is about, you know. So, so where's the, where does the name come from? It's Cartel of Connoisseurs. Yeah, right? so that's how the it name, started. So, um, and well, the first thing that Shafiq said to me was, "Have you got a name?" And I went, "Yes, I've got a name," and it was the Cartel of Connoisseurs. So he kind of looked at me, "Where did you get that?" Now I was reading. Uh, do you remember Cricket Tongues? Mm-hmm. I was reading a story about um, Puma. I wanted to give. It was when the Puma States were kind of coming back. And it was just a big story I was reading, and they wanted to give it to the best of the best. And it was they basically said, I want to give it to a cartel of connoisseurs. And I, and I just kept, and I kept saying it to my wife, kept saying it to my wife, and I was saying it, it's a bit long, it's a bit long, but it kind of means so much. Yeah. And then when we obviously sat together, then that's when Nathan... That's when Nathan kind of took he, over, really. You know, know what I'm saying? So he, he changed. That's what you, you ask Gary, have you got a name? And I ask, have you got a name? So yes, cartel of connoisseurs. 
It's like, fuck, that's one, that's, that's yeah. nine yeah, syllables. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what you kept saying to me, and I was like, syllables. Yeah. And then that's so when Nathan was like, Google, right. They can't Google names, they can't Google Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then that's when Nathan kind of took over and, mm. and, and, and created the word Kartikon from the words Kartal of Connoisseurs, which to us is just like, yeah, that sounds really good. Like, it just, it had enough syllables. It was it was one word. That's what Amy sharpened down as well. But then, from yeah. my point of view, because it was a brand new word, if someone searched online, for it online, yeah. it would come up straight away. Directly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not competing with... Yeah. I mean, you still, still get it wrong. Oh, yeah, but yeah. then, But that's the whole so. kind of like... And I, I, on a daily, I get asked, <laughs> what is it? Why God? What does How that do mean? How do you pronounce it? What... You know, people walk past the store and it's like, cartoon store? Yeah, cartoon yeah. store. <laughs> what? Like, cartoon never had three O's in it. You know what I mean? But, um, Got to get the Kernin right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the name to us, it meant a lot to us because yeah. it felt like it represented us because that's who we were. We were just a group of guys who were geeking out on yeah. stuff that we were really passionate about, you know, and like product. It was that was and and music and design and whatever it was, you know. We were. It's almost uh, like for me, it was I feel like freedom and liberation that you're doing something on your own. Yeah. yeah. We were all working for the first four odd years, and this was we were meeting every Tuesday. Yeah. For three hours in my flat, and it was almost like it was just a bit of fun. Fin- really, finish, finish yeah. all the work, and now this is like I want to do this. Now. It was like I a mean, stress was, release for us. It was fun. You know, but yeah. Now. We, we always say to people, you could do it yourself. You could go and grab a XYZ t-shirt. But it took us a year and a half to find a product we really wanted to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we didn't just say, right, oh, we'll just go and get that t-shirt. We'll just go and do that. It took us about a year and a half before we were happy <laughs> yeah. with what we wanted to use. Yeah, and, so, and so, the message. So and I think thing, really yeah. from, you know, maybe the first couple of weeks, we kind of thought, you know, we're not pissing about here. You know, we want to give this a go. Hmm. You know, we really want to give this a go. <clears throat> and then obviously, they could tell you some cracking things we came up with, but, yeah. you know, I'd cringe thinking about it now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you, anything that you put on a t-shirt, nine times out of ten, no one will blow around trouble, it's sold. Yeah. And yeah. that's how we're here. Because yeah. the guys so, in Dundee bought it. Because my next question was sort of, like, who who is that target market? And yeah. who buys into this ethos and this brand that yeah. you've created? I think that turns into the point now where we we see us almost in a second phase now. Okay. Because when we started it was it was a thing on the side. I mean we're doing our own stuff, but now it's it's led to us opening opening first a studio um in Meadow Mill and then getting a handful of stockists with our own product. And because we've always been online since day one, I've only ever worked in retail, Shaft's only worked in retail, Shaft loves, um, Gary loves that kind of thing. It's we we started to pull other brands in to sell online and sell in that studio and that allowed us to open open the store so now it's almost when people see the Cartacon store outside it's it's not just our own product that we've got in so we've got a whole different mm-hmm. a whole different market now because it's not just our own it's not just our own product we're working with brands and designers that we that we want to bring to Dundee that we want to work with and we want to show people and a few things it, it's not all it's not all the same it's not all the same customer it's kind of yeah it's kind of a timeline it's kind of one thing one thing links to that one yeah the brand links to that one and to that one and to that one so it's kind of like a story yeah and ours ours i think kind of fits in to bring those people in 
to introduce them to what else is out there. Well, I mean, the, one of the biggest brands that we're carrying here was one of the biggest brands that we bought first of all. And we were unknown, and it was Solan. It was one of the first ones we got. Mm-hmm. And it, talk about a risk. Yeah, so now, they, so those guys had... huge now. Yeah, they, they had faith in us to give us an account. You know, it was... I mean, it was... With our T-shirts and their whole collection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so when we first started, when Carticon first started off, like Nathan said, it's almost like there was there's two parts to it. Uh, that this is, It's almost like this is us in our second phase now. Uh, and at first, it was just selling Carticon T-shirts in, another, in other stores... And that basically uh, funded the whole process, you know, and like got us to this point. And we're proud of that because it's organic, it's self-funded. All the money that was that was earned from that got reinvested into the brand, you know. And I think that's a big difference of things that the people that do start their own thing, especially in the sector that we're in, it's easy. It's easy for guys. There's a low barrier to entry, so anyone anyone can go and do it. If you yeah. can spare X amount money, you can go and do it. But then it's not spending the money that you make. If you make yeah. any money on your own gear, and then if you want to do, if you want to carry on, you've got to save money again. I think we were I scratch. think we were quite lucky as well because we all had jobs. Yeah, you know, we, we, we all we had full time jobs. Quite strict with it so we weren't as... relying on the money that was coming in from the brand. We just for, at first, like we said, the brand was. A stress release almost you know it started off like that us yeah, meeting and we right. really enjoyed each other's company and enjoyed talking about this brand and you know and, and doing all that and then it became so a year and a half later we started making product we started actually putting graphics on t-shirts uh, on our own website and then where I worked before <clears throat> I was friendly enough for the owners of the business and, and to say to them listen would, would you be would you consider maybe just trying out a few of these t-shirts selling in the shop and and they were like yeah we'll take we'll take it you know we'll take a risk and see see how it goes and that's when we realized oh, okay we can actually sell this because it sold out rapidly but to us it you, wasn't you said to me it was uh, one of the biggest sellers at one point <laughs> at, at one point <laughs> i would dead. definitely uh, yeah I, I, would, I would definitely agree with that it was definitely one of the brands in that store I don't know, and we couldn't pinpoint whether it was because it was a local brand, no. because it was the graphics, because it, you know, it was hard to work out what it was that made it successful, you know, with that, with that, with that retailer, and then from that point, we managed to get it into a few other stores, because of a relationship that I had with those other stores and those other buyers, and also because we could actually give them data to prove that it has sold, you know? So that's the sort of, your proof of concept, you had the yeah. first sort of year and a half, two years, yeah. you've proved that what you've got is valuable. Yeah. And you've got a brand that people want. Yeah, that people want, yeah, yeah. So then and in their mind, that like, must change your perception of what you have as well. Yeah, because at, at then, then we didn't, tar- we didn't really have a target market. It wasn't about that. We didn't have any of that. It was just putting our ideas on a t-shirt. And then it was, we were pleasantly surprised when people spend it. That's the best compliment anybody can give you is to put their money on it you know and it's like wow that was a massive confidence booster and then it was like almost from that from 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 selling a few t-shirts from that and selling different graphics we could work out from that what was working and what wasn't working 
what was selling best and what wasn't selling. You know, it's then yeah, it then turns from something and then turns from a release to something that we want to do, into then turning into uh, like we need a plan now. We've yeah. got, we go we go we go in for a year, eighteen months, however long. Right, we can use. We need now to start to work out things like a when to release product, how much product to release, what product to release, where to, where to release it at certain yeah. times. Because if we if we we had stock in there for maybe maybe about six months yeah. of the year altogether because we have stock, it'd go and then we'd leave it. We'd leave it for maybe one or two months and then we'd drop it in again. And that um, that enabled us to keep to keep to keep a demand there that it wasn't always there. Do you want, do you want to go and buy it? Oh, I won't go and buy I'll go and buy something else next week because I can just go and buy it the car yeah. the next week. Well no you can't because that'll that'll be gone. And then we're not gonna have new stuff out for maybe six, six or eight weeks, something like that. Yeah. And it's getting past that kind of counterintuitive thinking of, oh well, you're selling it, so why don't you sell it all the time? Well, there's a danger of us just running out of steam in a year, and then no one. Yeah. 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 We didn't. We didn't produce anything in, in big quantities. It wasn't about yeah. Money. Yeah. We, we all had jobs. Yeah. 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 So. So we weren't relying on it. So the, the benefit of it was, uh, we didn't have to we didn't have to use whatever was whatever profit was being made from a successful release that we've just had. We didn't have to like say, oh, but we've got to pay rent with that, and we've got to pay this bill and that bill. It was literally for the production of that of those garments. You know, it was a fortunate position. Yeah, for us to be and this in. is at this point we were still working out of Nathan's living room. You know, yeah. we were still meeting on a Tuesday night. You know, for a couple of hours, and then obviously, as we were selling more product and as we were servicing other stores as well, supplying other stores, uh, it became two nights a week, and then it became you know an hour meeting would become three hour meeting, well, and it's like, and then it was, oh, and then room, yeah, exactly, room. and it was like it went from not having a plan at all to us realizing, okay, do you know what we can actually make this a living for us? So where's where's the tipping point at which you thought? I'm gonna to have to change the way I live my life, yeah. and, and like reassess my employment essentially yeah. Yeah. to then take this on further. Wait, where did that happen for all you guys then? I think initially, um, when we got the studio, because it was the first time where we've ever had to rely on Cartacon making money to pay a bill, because it was the first time Cartacon had to pay for rent mm-hmm. or electricity or anything like that, and. Believe time. believe me, there has been we have tough times, you know, like any business does, you know, and um, but it that proved to us that it, it can pay rent and it can be sustainable and it can be uh, a, a business that uh, that can supply us with a, a good living, a good quality living, depending on uh, what you would consider to be a good living. You know, I, I think, think it gets to a level when, where I think it's when you move into the studio as well is that it instantly changes the mindset that you're in. Yeah. Because it's no longer it's no longer turning up to the house that you're in yeah. or meeting in a flat. It's almost as you're going to work. You're going. You're going. We see that as a business. You're going to that place, and mm-hmm. it also yeah. it, it, something clicks in your head, even though you could think beforehand, right? This is this 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 is a business now. That kind of that puts it over the top. 
when yeah. you're there when you've got like it's like Shaf said you've got rent you've got internet yeah. to pay you've yeah. got this to pay and you've got that to pay you can no longer have a lazy week saying oh we've not meet this week we'll just do it a week after or we'll do yeah. this a week after and we'll know we need to know what's happening yeah what's happening in three months time what's happening in six months time and also like <clears throat> the brand so Cartcon went from just being a, like a t-shirt brand you know which we were we were happy with it the way it was going and it was it was paying for itself but we wanted i think it was a continuous feeling of wanting people to see really what it meant and what it stood for and what it represented and the only other way that we could do that apart from us producing a full collection of shirting and trousers and jackets and was to source other brands that we could sit alongside Cartacon that almost uh, told that story for us in a way that we curate it, you know, in a way that... Bringing that to the city as well and bringing that... And, th and that's exactly it. We, we felt, okay, so these brands are all available, but nobody's stocking them in Dundee. Nobody's maybe telling the story the way we would like to tell the story or present brands and products and our own brand in a way that we would like to do it. We felt that in Dundee currently, you know, and for the last four and a half years, we felt that nobody was kind of doing it the way we want. We would like to do it, you know, from what we've seen from how we were inspired and influenced by other brands, you know. So stepping back a little bit, I wanted to sort of talk yeah. about the, the shop front, so... The decision to actually go for a shop yeah um because it's i mean people run successful businesses in a similar area and just keep it online yeah and they're successful and they run it and it's probably cheaper yeah um, so why why a shop um <clears throat> so again going back to when we had the studio when we first had the studio it wasn't there wasn't the initial thought of us having the studio to have it as a store um that essentially that's what it became before leaving the studio it, it was it turned into a shop you know but because we had stock coming from yeah. these brands remember and we mm. were sitting in nathan's one bed flat you know and we obviously said to ourselves jeez where are we going to put this stuff you know and we're like oh, i could maybe put it in my garage and then i was like yeah, but i live in the field we had a mice in there and, <laughs> you know, and, and then we just obviously that's where the, the next step to go to finding some place at obviously Reasonable, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because we were trading right. online at that point because Cartacon yeah. was online from the start. Uh, and then when we decided, okay, we want other brands to kind of showcase what we do by using these other brands as well, and by, by you know, getting the help from other brands by them showing their collections in our own way, we wanted to, uh, yeah, we, we, we needed a space to store it, number one, um, and we needed a studio where we can actually photograph these products to list them online. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we when we found the studio that we wanted, we realized we could split them in half without having any walls or anything. It was one part could actually be a shop and the other part could be, uh, you know, the kind of creative side of it or, you know, that's where the photos are going to be taken for the product. And um, that's kind of where the idea for the shop started. We found that whoever visited the studio even though they've seen product on our website, when they see it in the, in the flesh, they had a different perception of it. Mm. We wanted to maximize what we can get from that space. Mm -hmm. And then us having the idea then to have a shop and a workspace and a studio yeah. all in this one room, you know, it was like, right, how are we going to do this? And then 
it was a bit more personal as well because you can, like you said, you know, it's telling the story, you know, and each product in there, you can't do that online, you know. Well, you can, you can to a certain extent, but there's no uh, human interaction, mm-hmm. you know. So that was that was kind of where it started of us having a physical store that had a storefront that was in a location that people can access really easily. We had a big checklist when finding a store. Um, it had to have so it had to tick so many boxes for us, you know. It mm-hmm. had to be. We didn't want a store that was too big because then we we'd need to fill it, you know. Yeah. And we didn't want to just get a store that was big and fill it with things that we didn't want in there or just fill it because it had to be filled. We wanted again for everything to be in here to mean something to us, you know. And um, so there was so there was the size of the property, the location. We didn't want to be in the city center because we have. Every product in here tells a story and we wouldn't be able to do that if it was in the city center because you're competing with high streets, you know, and then you're competing with high street prices as well. Mm. And we then can't buy the product that we really want to buy in because it would maybe the price would just would just scare people that much that they wouldn't even look at the product. They would just, 160 pounds, I am paying 160 pounds for a pair of trousers mm-hmm. before even looking at the product or giving me a chance to explain. <clears throat> so... And the, the bustling, kind of the busyness of the city centre could prevent you from being able to tell that story and spend the time with a customer that, that, that you would like to spend time with. So for us, location was important, the size was important, and then what brands we were going to stock in here and how it was going to look and all that kind of thing was really important. So when we found the store and the girl that was in here before, we had, we had a walk around and... After walking around here and, and having a look through the trap door downstairs, <laughs> we, we decided this is it. Like, this, this is where we see ourselves being, you know. The location's perfect. It's directly across the road from the DCA. It's just down the road from the university. And those things mean quite a lot to us because there's a creative community that kind of spends time around this area, you know. And, they, and then if we're selling brands that are really focused on design, because of what we sell, the people who spend time in this area or the customer who would spend the time to come up this way, they w- it, would, it would make sense to them why we would be in this location, you know, and, and what type of product they would expect to find here. And uh, they, they, they expect an experience that they wouldn't have in a high street store. They expect an experience to be remembering, you know, they, they want to remember coming into to our store and we want that, you know. Mm. And then fitting the shop out in a way that we wanted it to look you know, not. So, so yeah, you said like that you've got this unique way of doing things yeah. in a very specific sort of aesthetic and yeah. style, and I mean you can see it from standing in the store, like everything feels tight and together. Okay. Yeah. But if you were to describe that to someone who's never been here, has never seen the brand, has no experience of it, how, yeah. how do you do that? And what words do you use to describe who you are and what you do? To put across it well when we're in the store, because we get we get guys that come in, and they'll come in and they'll be in it for half an hour, and they're just in for a chat because they know us and they build a relationship and they come and they just have a chat with us and it's great. And we and we get our story across with those. It's like the fact that we need to get across that in the store, we all, it was totally designed in house. It was totally built. It was built between the three of us. It was getting across that this whole thing, everything is goes through a process of being handpicked. We go through a process of picking the brands and then whittling that brand down to product that we want to offer in a cohesive manner, so each brand looks looks different and has got a unique has got a unique offering. I mean, we we we've done this store ourselves. 
You know, I'm a joiner of trade and I still am, chopping nails every day. You know, I'm not in this full time yet. And, but the good thing is, we were able to do it together. Mm -hmm. Like you say, you know, the first person we needed to start the brand was the designer. We got the designer <coughs> and now, you know, he designed the store and we just made it happen. And that, that was a good thing. A lot of people walk through these doors and thinking you've got this money bags behind you, which is not true at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, we, we, there's, there's, there's uh, for someone new to the store, for someone that's not maybe as exposed to what what we into or, or anything like that, essentially what we offer is menswear. Um, but then it's, it's got to be more than that because it's, it's menswear that's curated by you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's that there's a specific aesthetic or a specific yeah. quality to the clothing. So it's not just yeah. anything. I mean, we've grown. We've obviously grown in the last five years as well. Through, you know, having the store and looking at everything, looking at styles, etc., changing, and uh, it still changes every day. You know, so we how many times we've said it in the past. It's going on down in London. It's going on here. It's going on here. Let's try and do it here, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, slow process, but that's what we're doing. So how do you keep on top of that? Because obviously trends are changing all the time. So it's it's kind of just research, really. To be honest, uh, we 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 travel a bit. We you know we do we go to trade shows every year. We go to uh, Nathan was in London Fashion Week last last season. You know we we do a lot of research on blogs, etc. Um, there's a lot of information online, so that's mm -hmm. a good place to start. You know. Um, if you want to, everything's on yeah. the same time. I mean, but then I'll, I'll trend, yeah, trend is such a, yeah, trend is such a, like some in, but then, yeah, it's not something, it's not something, you have to remember, we're in Dundee, and trying to convince a lot of people's heart, you know, so obviously any product we buy, that we've looked into, and Shafiq buys, then we're hoping everybody gets the same vibe as what we do when we like the products. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not a case of following following a trend, a trend no, yeah. religiously, yeah. because then that's... It's more having an aesthetic, yeah. You go any other store and buy that, you can go and, you can go and buy from the high street if you're into that trend, because it'll change yeah. in six weeks' time. Yeah. The, the guys that we work with and the product that we buy from them, it's product that... The shirt's more expensive, but that shirt, you're not going to have to replace that, that shirt in four weeks. Yeah, it's value, it's isn't it? It's just the way we buy it, basically the way we buy it, Stuff for the shop is like stuff that we want for ourselves. You know, that was like, one of my questions. Yeah, is yeah, sort yeah. Of, it's like, <laughs> what, what percentage of the shop would you guys actually wear? I'd probably wear 100 percent of it oh, if right. I could fit it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could fit into it, I'd wear all of that's it. A salesman, right? yeah, yeah, you know, but no, that that's that. Honestly, that is fact because yeah, it has to be that we we okay. handpick it ourselves. You know, yeah, we think of our customer. Of course, we do that. That's that's the whole business. You you've got target market. And you, you, you buy your products to sell it to that target market. But the way, like you said, we have an aesthetic and we are building an aesthetic and a look. We're selling a style, yeah. a look. You know, it's like we, we're not necessarily selling a trend because like Nathan said, a trend in six weeks, that trend could be over. Yeah. That's just as well. Yeah. If you get guys coming in and they keep buying, they keep buying tees or they keep buying the same brand from us, we can recommend something and not have it feel that we're... We just we just want to we just want to sell it. To yeah, them. we get we get guys in. How does that look? That doesn't look very good. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll tell you honestly because to yeah. us it's more. 
I'd rather you walk out the shop with something you've bought and feel really good about yeah, it. Yeah, a guy, a guy, like a guy came in on Sunday for the say hello jacket. Yeah. And the guy was about seven foot tall. Yeah. And he obviously wanted a large and it was only a medium. He put it on. Love it, love it. Wow, it looks great. And I was like, to be honest, man. Your message is nah, these sleeves are far too short. <laughs> nah, I'll get away with it. I'll get away with it. You know, but I was being honest with him. Yeah. Of course, I couldn't. If he wants to buy it, it's up to cost, him. But as long as we said, told him, yeah. that's beautiful. You know, <laughs> you're looking great. The sleeves were up here. But why would he do that? I yeah. want him to walk out the shop looking like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want him to be sitting with his mates at a weekend having a few beers and they're all like that. You're done. You're Short sleeve jacket. What's going on with your jacket? Yeah. You're shrunk. Ah, the boy in the shop said it was alright. What shop was that? Caracorn. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. Word of mouth. No, he's going to say, Ah, oh, thank God. We're learning as we go along, you know. And now that we have the store, it, it's become more evident that there is a large community of people in Dundee who appreciate good design and, and who quality, quality product. Who wanted some of this. Who want a nice shopping experience that they don't feel that they've uh, that they're being judged or they or they feel uncomfortable or you know they want to they want to feel good about where they spend their money you know and then what they buy they feel good about and they can have it for another five years you know and and and, and I keep saying this to customers as well I genuinely believe that good quality product don't diminish and tear and fall apart with age, it gets better with age. That's how you know the difference between buying a pair of quality jeans, for example. You know, if it's just gonna rip and tear and fall apart within the first three months, you've bought a shit pair of jeans, mate. You know, and that's the difference of you spending 60 quid or spending 100 quid, you know? And it's like, okay, yeah, 40 quid is more than what you were prepared to pay, but you've got another extra two years out of those jeans, you know? so. And, and it's getting that message across to the customer as well. You're buying quality gear and you're enjoying buying that gear because we pride ourselves in the type of music and the type of environment we want to create, you know, so... I think that came in the store is, is yeah, it's, it's a store and it's filled, with, it's filled with things that we pick to sell. But then it's also learning what the space is. Like, yeah. we always had events at the studio um, where we'd have... We'd have nights on on Friday, on every fifth, sixth, seventh Friday, something like that. Yeah, we'd have parties, yeah. Um, and it's translating that into this shop as well, because we always want it to be a, a social space, yeah. as well as just uh, you come in, buy something, you leave. And doing those doing those nights is something that we've carried on here, and it's something that we want to build on. Like we've like we want to build with we work with we work with a student who was at the art school who. Who designed and installed a window? The window installation window for us, and it's that that we want to we want to revisit and keep on building with that. And being opposite the DCA and being up the road from the art school and the university, we want to be able to not just be next to it. We want to be able to use it to yeah. to help the people that are there as well. And it's having whether it's having someone's someone's work displayed here or part of or part of the install. Then that's something that we. It's Hansington's store as well, but we feel that the area that we're in, we all we kind of, kind of, kind of owe it to the area that we're in to yeah. be part of the community and not just. We don't just see ourselves as a as a as a clothing store. Like I said before, yeah, easy way to explain what we are is probably a menswear store, but 
It is more than that. You know, to us, it's like, it's a social space as well. We, we want people to feel comfortable to come and hang out for 20 minutes and not buy anything. But at least give us some interesting chat, you know, and like, <laughs> like, and we have already, we've only been open a year and, you know, a About year 14, and one month. Um, and we already have that, you know, for people that we've never met before, people that wasn't exposed to what Kartikon is, who come and see us in almost two, three times a week, just come in just for a chat because... And we don't necessarily talk about brands and clothes. We talk about everything. Music, what's happening in Dundee, uh, films, you know, it's a bit of everything. And, and that's what we want. I genuinely believe that a good store is a store that can offer that to people. You know, it's, it's, just, it's a space where people can feel comfortable just to spend time here because they want to spend time here and not just because they feel they need to have to purchase something. Mm-hmm. You know, we, that's... It's only been a year, but... I already have that relationship with people I've just met in the shop. Mm. I've become close friends with people already, you know, because we encourage that. We want that. We want the environment to, you know, to be an environment where people feel comfortable in. You yeah, you're creating a community around the a brand, around yeah. the company. That yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. And and and, and I mean, then, we've all had that feeling of going in stores and the, the look at you and the, yeah, you know, you're not cool just enough to be here. Yeah. that's not us. That's not. Us I, at I all, didn't though. like that in certain places, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's definitely not us. If anybody walks through these doors and, th- and goes up and says that's us, then that would really be personal to us. No, we would that's be, not. We would that we would take that really personally because we are we don't really consider <clears throat> us to be like that, you know. Because like it's humbly, we're in, we're in no competition against anybody. We're doing our own thing. Yeah, we're just doing our own thing. But there was definitely something missing from Dundee. That we felt that couldn't that couldn't satisfy what we wanted. Yeah, and like Nathan said, that there's already a creative community in this location, which is why this location was quite important for us as well because we consider our business to be a creative business. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Gary's a joiner by trade. You know, so he has to create stuff out of nothing as well. You know, out of a drawing or whatever. Nathan has to create a graphic out of an idea. Mm-hmm. You know. So we consider ourselves to be a creative business. So we feel that we fit into this creative community. Mm-hmm. And like Nathan said, we, we want to use or want to work alongside alongside a lot of the creative people in Dundee. And if, if that means, you know, uh, a student, an art student in Dundee doing an win- a window installation in collaboration with us, because we always want to, we, we, at the end of the day, we are a commercial business as well, so it's got to be relevant to us. We, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily, we don't want to make money out of it, but it's got to be relevant to what we do. And it's always going to be a selection process of just the same way we, we do everything. You know, if we're going to work with somebody, we want to feel that uh, that, that, that it, it makes sense for us to work with that mm-hmm. person. You know, it's the, it's, the same, it's the same as the rest, like the one we did last time, it, it comes from. An interest in the person's work and their yeah. and their reciprocal interest, and then it could turn. It, it's not them. Like the last one came from a brief. We, yeah, we, we we give them. We we already like we already like her, her work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they follow that, and then it's as long as you've got as long as as long as we've got the brief right, then that's yeah. Then that's it. Because it was that again. That came from her just walking in. That was never intended to unfold the way it did. It simply came from a conversation that I had with a girl who came in the shop to come and have a look at what the shop was all about because the shop was very new. She came in the shop to have a look and I started chatting to her. She said she was an artist and showed me some of her work. We liked to work and I was like, 
listen, your work is pretty fucking dope, you know, and, and then I said it to Nathan, check this, check this girl's work out. Do you think we could maybe do something with it? Not having an idea of what we can do yet, because it was like, the store was still new as well. So it was like, how can we fit this in? And then Nathan was like, well, why don't we get her to just do her artwork on our windows? But I think to sort of open it out a bit, because we started chatting about the city and the wider, wider thing. Um, Chat a, chat a bit about that and obviously Haley Scanlon's opened a shop up the yep. street and you think it's a healthy thing for more of that to happen so more independent sort of boutiques and shops to yeah, start yeah, opening yeah. up and in my opinion uh, I think it is I think we want more of that shit mm-hmm. you know because I think it's what's gonna make Dundee unique to every other city especially if it's locals it's not just someone from another city saying Oh wait a minute! Nobody's doing that in Dundee yet. It's the city's changing, and it's you know, and and them wanting to open a business here or a boutique here because they see a gap for it. It's it's even better when it's someone local from Dundee mm. who's grown up here. Like for example, like hey, you know, we can offer something unique to Dundee that people in other cities would willing is willing to travel to because you can only get that here. You know, so you can only find that in Dundee. You know. I think we 100% need more of that. We need more creative people to have the confidence in, in, in their work and, and in themselves to feel like they can, they can make it a commercial enterprise. You know, what they make, or what they create, or what they design, people will buy if, if, if the plan is there. If they, have, if they have a plan, a business plan, of how they're gonna of how they're gonna do that, one hundred percent we need more of that. And I think it's that as well. We need the we need the infrastructure for people to do that. Like yeah. Unions to work with. You've got a street like Reform Street that could be a great street. Yeah. But the amount of disrepair it's fallen into. Yeah. Yeah. And that falls that falls that falls in the council's hands. That's that's yeah, that's, not helping, that's and if 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 they say if they want to having having the V and A thing is having the V and A is incredible for Dundee but then it's down to other businesses and what other people yeah. being opposite the train station that's that's good for the V&A but then it's down to everyone else to filter those people yeah. who come to the V&A through the city yeah. we don't come out the train station filter through the city to get to the V&A yeah, it's, cool, yeah. it's to stop them showing them what's what else the city has yeah, yeah. and it's and I it, think might, it might be hard to do that if, if, if it's opposite their entry to the city. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, word of mouth, that, like Nathan was saying, you're wanting people to come off that train and go, oh, the V&A, but then also, so a lot of good stores have to go and grab some, you know, because we're, we're staying in the Malmesson tonight, but I wouldn't mind a new shirt. What's, you want word of mouth to say, you know, you go to Cataclan to get your yeah. products for going out at night because they sell some good stuff. And I yeah. think if all that happens in, it, it's better if all that happens in an area. Yeah. yeah. Rather mm-hmm. than if it's dotted around everywhere, then I'll go to that place, but then I can't I'm walking ten minutes there and then back there. If it's if it's in a little area when it's almost that place and that place and that place and it's it's clothing, it's food, mm-hmm. it's yeah. But fortunate it's, enough it's, it's like the street that is happening though, isn't it? You know, yeah, exactly. So it's things dotting up, you know. Yeah. So it's almost as if anything anything one person or one store or one was in one area benefits the area because yeah. it's mm-hmm. Around the nucleus, you're not you're not dotted around yeah. everywhere. And if if a certain place isn't working in town, then it's down. 
standing was to build another another area. Up. Yeah, but then yeah. I think it also relies on what we've been talking about is the quality has to be there oh, it has to be quality yeah. the the curation the thought yeah. the sort of yeah. ethos behind it yeah. has to yeah. all be there to work together together yeah. to yeah, yeah. Get it to and i think to uh not necessarily just boutiques you know uh, diversity is what yeah. makes it what makes it really interesting as well mm-hmm. you know uh finding a fantastic record store right next to a great clothing store right next to an amazing coffee shop, right? You know, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to live in a place like that? You know, and and I think, especially for me, not being born and raised in Dundee, uh, and living here for however long it's been, it's. I think I see. I've seen potential. The reason why I'm still here is because I've, I felt that I've always had a connection to Dundee because I felt like it's like it's not living up to its full potential. It's like there's things that's stopping certain things from happening you know and it's like uh why you know why we are still able to do this but dundee is a thriving city as well you know there's deprivation like there isn't every other city but how could kartikan open a store like how how is there not one already you know how could we do this when you know it could have been done already you know and and it's like i think it's because also I th- I th- like Nathan says, it's not enough. It's like there's not enough infrastructure and like help, especially for we we boast about our creative community and and how great the, the design DJ Cad is amazing and we have amazing gallery across the road and and all that. And I on a daily basis I meet creative people who come into the shop who's doing some cool shit, you know, cool like graphic designers, uh, artists, you know, painters. That does some cool shit, but what happens when they finish school, and they're gonna leave Dundee because there's, that's the I main it's retention. It's keeping. It feels them in. as if, yeah, it feels mm-hmm. as if there's nowhere else. And Dundee, and let me tell you this: like after living in London as well, it's an affordable place to live. So mm-hmm. as for a creative, it's probably one of the best places to be. You know, if you can create a commercial business out of a creative thing, uh, and something you've created, then it could be a good place to have a business and a good place to live because it's it's there's an affordable cost of living here mm-hmm. if you compare it to somewhere like London. And unfortunately, we do lose a lot of good creative people and a lot of people who's doing some really good stuff to cities like London and Berlin and places like that because there's not enough infrastructure. There's not. It feels as if there's not enough support from... from people who has the say-so, who can say, mm-hmm. okay, we can have a festival... In summer, and not only in Christmas, in the city centre, a little food market, or we can have loads of food trucks at this weekend, and you know, independent businesses. You know, there's going to be you know something to to celebrate the independent businesses in Dundee or whatever. That it would encourage people from other cities uh, to come here for that weekend and come and spend their money in Dundee, mm. and that would potentially give people who can do some really good stuff the confidence. To say, okay, do you know what? It might be tough. It might be tough to open my jewelry store, you know, of all my own jewelry that I've created in Dundee in my studio in Meadow Mill. You know, it might be tough to do it, but I'm gonna do it because do you know what? There's fucking a lot happening in the city. There's loads of boutiques popping up. The council is maybe doing a lot to help that. You know, they knocking off, you know, a couple of years rates or whatever to to encourage people to do it. You know. 
it might give people, young people or, or entrepreneurs that are maybe afraid for the for the failure of it or the cost involved in it. It, m- it might give them the confidence to want to do it. Yeah, I think if you if you start to breed that culture, yeah, um, mm-hmm. then it will build and grow naturally itself. Naturally, yeah. But well, you have yeah. to have, I think you have to have the people who understand that. Yeah driving it forward mm-hmm. um, I think that there's a stamp that's been put on the city the city of design yeah um, and the sort of the, the V&A and the design museum coming yeah, and that's that's fantastic but it doesn't mean we're all world class designers and we know yeah, how exactly, to build yeah. up and go we're still quite fragile yeah and I think we lack as you said before we lack confidence yeah and that needs that needs to build um, yeah and that's what I'm seeing is the fact that I'm glad that, that my feeling in the city that it's not naive enough to think once the doors to the V&A opens, everything's going to be great. Yeah. Everything's going to be laughing. And I think it's the impression I've got is that, that it's going to be work. It's not a case of build it and they will come. Yeah. We'll okay. go to that place and then, oh, I'll go to this place and this place as well. It's down to the people that are already here and the people that are at school here and the people who work here and have got a business here yeah. is, to, is to feed on that and use that to benefit, use that to benefit the whole city yeah. and not just... Yeah, not just the that DNA one, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's popped up. Yeah, um, so but I don't just, think but I don't think in any way that that it, the disadvantages are never gonna be as much as the advantages of a place mm-hmm. like that coming. There's no, there's no question yeah. of that. But it's a case of, like I said, the people are already here, being active about doing something. Yeah, using using that place and not just letting it be and using. Yeah, that's, and it's just expecting yeah, it use, to be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Use, using that big magnet and yeah, I think just to to sort of finish up that last question, um, what's the future for you guys? So where where do you go from here? Um, well, you know they say dream big. <laughs> At the moment, we are dreaming really big. You know, and like. From yeah, the, again, like we said, this is kind of phase two for us, you know, and and it's although it's the Cartacon store, it's not only Cartacon products. Uh, Cartacon is an element of that, and we'd like that to, and now more so than it was before, because <clears throat> it started off as the brand only, and then introduced other brands, and now we have a store. But it's uh, maybe having a bigger venue, you know, we 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 dream of a bigger venue where we can do more to it and. <clears throat> and really um and, and and tell the story of each brand in a way that we feel uh would be would, would really kinda excite our customers as well. Um and then we had this, you know, we were just saying it would be quite cool to have a venue where it's big enough to maybe host uh some designers, some you know, whether it's graphic designers or artists or whatever and and in the same space, you know, have a shared space, you know, mm-hmm. for those people as well, you know. So it's, again, it would be unique to Dundee, you know. It's, it's not something you can go in any city and go and find that, you know. You can you can go in there and there'll be, you know, there'll be a, a, an area where you can go and eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go and buy clothing. Uh, there's, you know, artists working downstairs. Yeah, I've also said before, create something big enough that, we could give opportunities and jobs to yeah. friends and family as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like expanding that community, so it's not just yeah, customers yeah, anymore. It's people who want to work here as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Spend more time, yeah, in the space as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just grow really. That's the future for us is to grow from where we are now.
So that was Carticon, uh, aka Nathan, Shafiq and Gary. If you haven't been to see their store already, go and drop in, have a chat to the guys. They're so open, warm, welcoming. Um, as I said, even if you're not going to buy anything, just go for a bit of a nosy and a chat. And that's it for this week. Again, get in touch on all the, the usual channels um, at CCC Dundee on Twitter and on Instagram and facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash CCC Dundee. It's where you can find out about all the latest episodes and keep up to date with all the content that's coming out. Yeah, and that's it. Short and sweet. Until next week. Goodbye.